When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm here with my buddy, Jared Davis. Jared, how you doing? How you feeling? Now that we're kind of on the other side of Christmas, we're looking forward to the 2023 season. We now have our full coaching staff, which is awesome. The last time we talked, you know, back with, with Hugh Freeze, you know, he was just getting hired. <laughs> and now we've got our signing class. Now we've got our full staff. How you doing? How you feeling about all that? Feeling pretty good, man. It's good to have a uh, coach coaching every position. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's just crazy to have to come in and recruit and then hire all new coaches. And I don't know, it's there's a lot i don't these guys don't ever sleep i don't yeah. guess because there's well, a lot going on well and uh Hugh and his one of his press conferences i think it was the national signing day one he was asked you know hey you know when you go to these in home like what, what's kind of the schedule for this and he said well sometimes i you know I mean you may get home or to the, the hotel and i and most examples and it and you're getting there like eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night, something like that. And he says, if I get home or, you know, to the hotel around eight, I feel like I need to do more. And he's like, I, I want, I want to go call somebody. I want to go call another recruit, you know, and try to win them over. And I was like, wow, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Why have we not heard that? And it feels like forever, you know, putting in, you know, burning that midnight oil to get the, the, those guys. (laughs) I just love that. So I think that kind yeah, of I shows mean, where he freezes mentality on recruiting is at. Yeah, I mean, he was not, you know, content with the recruiting class, which I liked, yeah. actually. I mean, he said, yep. you know, somebody pumping it up. And, I mean, he said, hey, we're proud of what we did. But, you know, he's like, we, we got a lot of work to still do. He's not said it. He's not, you know. I feel like we've had coaches in the past that might have said, all right, we got up to number 16. We're good. No, right. No. He's like, no, no. We, we have major holes we got to go fill. Yeah. And I, I think that's the encouraging piece that he's he does have the chip on his shoulder, but he's gonna keep working and he's gonna get better and, until he he feels like there's no nothing better to get. And I don't think he'll ever get there. I mean, you've kind of seen that even even I'm sure at Liberty he was like, wow, I really wanted you know Malik Willis to be the top quarterback, to be the best player, our offense to win and our team to win every single game. And they didn't. And I'm sure he was like, wow, I, I can do better. And he came to Auburn. And I'm sure he's he still got that mentality. Um, but let's talk about some of the coaching uh, hires. Uh, specifically, let's talk about offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. For offensive coordinator, we've got uh, Philip Montgomery. Uh, he was the former Tulsa head coach uh, for the last eight seasons. Uh, he had a 48-53 and 53 record, so slightly losing at the head coaching position. Uh, but he, he has been a very successful offensive coordinator in the past. 
and and I, from what Hugh Freeze has said, the reason he hired him was because he can fully, maybe not 100% turnover, but turnover the offense a lot more to Philip Montgomery than he would, say, a less experienced offensive coordinator. And I think that in and of itself is a big move by Hugh Freeze. Because <laughs> everywhere Hugh Freeze has gone, he has been the play caller. He has had his hands 100% in, in the offense. And it's not to say, you know, Hugh Freeze isn't going to give direction and be in the, you know, the planning, scheming each week for offense. But I think that gives him the a little bit more liberty to go out and see the bigger picture. You know, look at what they're doing defensively on special teams to make sure that's all lining up with what they want to do on Saturday. So what's kind of your thoughts on Philip Montgomery and uh, bringing him in at offensive coordinator? Yeah. I mean, I think it was a bit, I think it took everybody by surprise in the press conference when Hugh Freeze even brought up that idea that he may not coach offense. It was like, what? I think yeah. it even took, I don't even know if he meant to say it. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I don't know. He was asked. Um, I think it's a little di- it's a little unique right now. So in the past, I mean, even with Gus, Gus, Gus wasn't the face of recruiting, right? Like uh, you would hear, like Gus wasn't necessarily a closer. Um, yeah. Now he had a great staff around him, and Gus wasn't the reason people didn't come here. But he wasn't the closer, and he focused on offense. Harson, I have no idea what Harson focused on. Um, <laughs> but like Hugh, I think what he's realizing right now is okay. My my most important thing right now is building this roster. And so I need help on the day-to-day game planning because I am going to be the face of this football team. I'm going to be in these uh, living rooms closing the deals. Yep. And that is what Kirby does. That is what Saban does. Mm-hmm. They are the closers. Yep. And I know they got good guys around them to tee it up, right? And so do we. Zach, I mean, Zach is amazing. The guys he's brought in, even, you know, under Harson. Um, Cadillac, I think what, I think that the time he spent as the face of the program for four, uh, weeks is going to do wonders with these kids. <laughs> so true. You know, a lot of guys didn't, you know, you and I know Cadillac, right? But he's back in 04. I mean, you know, yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these younger high school kids, they didn't know his story. Well, they, they got, to no, see I mean, four weeks and, in a row. And now some of them weren't even potentially born when he was they playing. Yeah. They weren't even born. They got to see it. They got to see how Auburn responded around him. They got to see the 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 way like these kids. That's a little bit of what De- he has the Dion effect without the the prime time. Like Dion's <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna love on you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's like he opens his heart. Yeah. Um. And Cadillac go and and so these kids, it's hard not to flock to that. Yeah. Um. And, and I think these kids just needed a a head coach that they could also flock to. And so I think it's going to all work in unison. I think they got a great recruiting staff. Yeah. And I think that Philip Montgomery is going to allow Hugh, it may not be a permanent thing forever, but it is going to allow him to, to build a, a, a roster right now and let Phil handle the, the day-to-day stuff. Right. Well, and I, I think Philip Montgomery, I mean, I was looking at, you know, some of the, Pretty pretty big successes that he's had yeah. as, as coaching. You know, Bryce Petty, four thousand two hundred yards, thirty two touchdowns, finished seventh in the Heisman voting. He also had guess what? Robert Griffin the third. He Heisman. finished first in the Heisman. <laughs> he finished first, and then he had Case Keenum uh, from Houston. He also had two straight seasons at Baylor. 
uh, Montgomery's quarterback earning him. You know, there were lots of you know great All American players that came out from under him. I am pretty uh, sure he is also the. Only, I'm going to get the stat wrong, but even at Tulsa, the first coach to ever have 2,000 yard receiver, 2,000 yard rusher, and like a 3,000 yard passer. Wow. Or something. I don't know. There was it was he broke. He he's the only one to ever have some stat like that. Yeah. Like and in I, one season. That was in one it, season. It got me, you know, excited because I, I think one of those numbers was like two wide receivers that had over a thousand yards, and I was like, "Have we? It's been forever since we've had one one thousand yard rusher." Yeah, it's been a long time. So it's just get, getting me excited. Uh, I, He's going to run that fast, but I mean, it's going to look, it's going to look similar to what Tennessee does. If if you know fans don't, I think that's what we're going to be similar. It's going to be mm-hmm. go fast. Um, I think Phillip probably runs the ball more than Tennessee does, but, um, which is good because that's our strength still, still our strength. And, and for a while, I think it will still be our strength. Yeah. I mean, if we can somehow get the kid from Mississippi state who has yet to announce as of when we're recording this, you know, that'd be a nice addition, I think, but you know, you already got Jarquez, um, and you got, um, who's, uh, Demario Alston, mm-hmm. uh, and then you got, you know Jeremiah Cobb, who's coming from Montgomery, who's could be he could he could have as much of an impact year one as Jarquez did two years ago. So right, yeah, and, and you kind of look at back, you know, when Philip Montgomery was the offensive coordinator at Baylor, he led the country in total offense in 2014. Yeah, I know it's you know that is eight years ago, but it's showing he's got that that kind of he's got that ability. Um, and, and that was right before he switched to be Tulsa's head coach. And, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of good things to like about it and something else. And this kind of gets into the bigger picture of offense and the coaching staff there, the coaching staff for our just general in general, is pretty young. They're energetic, ready to go recruit, get the guys fired up. That's a fantastic thing to have. Um, especially with, you know, kind of your your head people, Ron Roberts, our defensive coordinator, Philip Montgomery, and Hugh Freeze, not not the youngest guys out there, which is fine. Watch it now. I know. Watch it, AJ. <laughs> um, uh, but you're still young. You're I am not, still young. I'm, <laughs> I'm messing with you. I don't no, you're still it. young. Um, but it, 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 I think there is something to be said for there there being a youth. And being able to connect a little bit closer than a 60-year-old or you know, somebody that's a little bit older. But, you know, that's the way things go. I All think right, Bill Montgomery was a, was a really good hire. I, I, I want to get yeah. on the D coordinator because I, I have a mixed bag of emotions on that. Yeah, and I think – I feel like most people do as well. Um, and it's – I don't know. There's, there's good things about him, but I don't think – anything's going to be like wow this guy's incredible we needed this guy um but yeah let's talk about ron roberts defensive coordinator uh he he was defensive coordinator at baylor previously he also got fired um which i don't think necessarily that terrible of a of a thing um his defense at baylor led the big 12 and run defense uh back in 2021 and uh was number three this year so even though he got fired, he still had a great uh, defense, uh, at least stopping the run. Um, Baylor also led the conference in turnovers gained last season and uh, was number four this season, which 
you look at that and you're like, wow, what did we struggle with this last year? Felt like stopping the run. What else? Stopping turnovers. This guy did it at Baylor. And hopefully he can bring that to Auburn because those were two of our biggest gaping holes on defense this year. So I think those are the positives. But what else, you know, when you heard the news about Ron Roberts, what were kind of the thoughts that you said that were kind of the mixed bag of emotions about him being hired? First off, I had to Google who he was, but um, that's not his fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, the, I think the being – so it's one thing for Montgomery. He got fired as a head coach, right? This guy got fired as a defensive coordinator at Baylor, um, and, and I, you would have to say he fell upwards, right? I mean, he got a D coordinator at Auburn. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, there's more that goes into firing, right? I mean, what? I, here's the reality. He actually used to be Dave Aranda's boss. Um I think when they were at a smaller Louisiana school or something. Mm-hmm. So this guy apparently created the defense that Aranda runs. Yeah. And it creates havoc. It's apparently used by a lot of teams now. Um, I mean, he's not like Mike Leach level in creativity with what people use, but he um, it, it's a it's a defense that creates a lot of illusions where the quarterback thinks one thing and, and it just – that's why it leads to turnovers. So yeah. that is the positive. He does – have a very opportunistic defense in 2021. I think they were, I think their defense was ranked like top 10 nationally in almost every category, but last year wasn't great. And he's had a couple of not great years. Now the run and they ran, they run defense was pretty good last year, but I think overall their D was like 50th nationally. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's kind of where he probably hovers on average. However, I think he is known for, like I said, his scheme is going to create turnovers. Yep. And I think he's one of those guys that, you know, because of scheme, he can do more with less. And until we get a roster full of studs that we need, we probably need a guy who can do more. Like, you could go get Charles Kelly, right? Everybody wanted Charles Kelly. He's a co-defense coordinator at Alabama Mm -hmm. who used to coach at FSU. But you don't know what Charles Kelly looks like without four and five stars at every position. Mm, True. You know what I'm saying? You could have gone and got – I mean, I don't know that you could – let's – if they would come, I'm not saying they're obviously coming. You could go and offer Georgia's defense, co-defensive coordinator, and if he would come, you don't know what he looks like without a bunch of four and five stars at every position. Yeah, you know what this guy looks like, right? I mean, you know right. this guy's done it. So, um, I, I hate to say it, but that's the position we're in right now. We're gonna have to find. We're gonna have to kind of. We're gonna have to manufacture some stuff. Yeah, and turnovers are the quickest way to help manufacture points, right? Right. Well, it definitely, you know, when Auburn towards the end of the season, when we would cause defensive turnovers, guess what? We would usually get some good points out of it, even if it was just a field goal. And I I think it, it definitely energizes for sure your whole team, but specifically your offense, because they're like, wow, let's go. Our defense just gave us a gift and now let's go, you know, cash that in. So I'm really excited about the turnover piece of it, but I know that's not the whole thing. I'm I'm honestly more intrigued with how we can kind of disguise things like you were talking about where we show one look and we're actually in a different look. Well, and, for people that don't know, like Dave Aranda was the D coordinator at LSU when they won the national championship in 2019. So he's he's the coach at Baylor. Some people may not realize that. And this guy created the defense that Dave Aranda runs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, 
So, and I could, you know, so you could go back and say, okay, well, did he get fired because of that? Were they butting heads, right? Like, was this guy like, no, you're not doing the defense right. This is how mm. it's run. And Aranda said, I'm the boss, you're gone. You know what I'm saying? Right. You have no idea why he got fired. Yep. Um, and it's not a great look that we just, we hired the guy. That, but also, apparently, Arkansas wanted him, and they thought they had him in the bag, and we swooped in and took him. So, yeah, um, you know, he's he was – he was not going to be off the market long, and, you know, so we just happened to get in and get him before Arkansas did. Yeah, and Arkansas is a very just built, you know, blue-blooded type team as well. And you, I hope Ron Roberts brings that uh, to our defense again because it, it felt like this last season we weren't the same defense as what I've expected us. Maybe I was just so used to, like, Kevin Steele's defense that was so good, but – we have to do more with less right now. We need, we got to yes. realize that guys. Like I, I, I don't want Auburn to be in that spot either. Um, but that's where we're at right now. We're going to have to find way. We're going to have to find ways to win a few games. We shouldn't. Yeah. You got to get that momentum going. Once that momentum goes, it, it's on, right? We got the money, we got the facilities. Um, but to, to get back to winning championships, we're going to have to win some games and manufacture some things. And I think a fast offense, the Tennessee, Tennessee, was doing more with less. They didn't have studs at every position this year, but they had a good quarterback. They had an offense that caused a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a great defense. We won a championship in 2010 without a great defense. We <laughs> yeah. got there in 2013 without a great defense. So our biggest problem lately has been we can't keep up with teams offensively. We haven't been able to do that in a very long time. So, you know, we probably don't need him to be top 10. Yeah. If Hughes' offense becomes what we think he's offense yeah exactly um let's also talk about some of the other offensive and defensive assistants that we've hired Um, we've now filled out our whole coaching staff uh the uh, we've already talked about offensive coordinator so philip montgomery offense coordinator and also quarterbacks coach which which i'm sure there's also going to be hugh freeze in the mix with that with how well he's able to coach quarterbacks so that that gets me excited, you know, having both of those guys helping quarterbacks. We also got uh, wide receiver coach Marcus Harris. You, you might remember his name. 2013 to 2016, Auburn alum. He played under Gus Malzahn and uh, pretty successful, ended up being, I think, a captain his senior year. So it's pretty crazy to think just six years ago he was playing college football, and now he's our wide receivers coach at Auburn University. I think this now makes the third. Yeah, because we've got Cadillac Williams, uh, Zach Etheridge, and now Marcus Harris that are all Auburn alums on this coaching staff. I mean, how cool is that, um, along with all of the other great names that uh, that we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, we also got uh, Ben. I have no idea. Do you know how to say his name? Tight ends coach? Igmal? Igmal? I don't know. Let me ask one question though. On Marcus, is it Harris or Davis? I had down Davis. Marcus uh, Davis. I think it's Marcus Harris. Let me check. Marcus. It's no big deal. I just didn't want to. I want to. I want to make sure what I got going on. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the tight end coach. Is that what you're asking? Yes. Okay. I do not know how to pronounce his name. Um, maybe you have. Maybe you were right. Um, I know the Davises, man. <laughs> that's a, that's my jam. Love no, it. I, yeah. yeah, it is Marcus Davis. So yeah. my bad, Marcus Davis. Yeah, no, no, it's all good, man. I just because my last name's Davis, you're you like when you hear somebody with Davis, you're like, 
Oh, and it kind of sticks with you. So I was thinking it was Davis. So I wasn't yeah. trying to call you out. I, oh I, no, uh, you're good. I just I was like I wanted to see if I wanted to make sure I was right. I thought I had missing uh, mis been misinformed. No, it is definitely Marcus Davis. So love love that. You know he's he's keeping in the last name family for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's a lot more talented than I am. <laughs> Probably a lot smarter too. But I didn't yeah. set the bar real high. Yeah. Um. I, I I don't know about the tight end guy, but I, if he had any part in getting the uh, the, the JUCO the Fairweather the tight end Fairweather yes, from yeah. Florida Atlantic or whatever, um, that guy's apparently a stud. Yes, he's like, fi- he's six foot five. Yeah, like and and apparently not like he'll take the top off a of defense. Like he he's a deep ball threat, which Love is it. odd for a tight end. Yeah. Um. So I don't know much about the kid. I know everybody gets excited and. You always hear stories of, oh, this guy's great. Oh, this guy did great at A-Day, and you never hear from him again. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think this guy's going to come in and compete for playing time right away. Yeah. Um, Lanny King came back. I don't know if we ever even talked about that. So I think he'll probably move back to his tight end role there. Um, So, yeah, we got some – yeah. And and tight end is a position that Hugh Freeze historically has used a a good bit. Yeah. And and not just to use a tight end. It's to make explosive plays. Well, yeah, Evan Ingram, who's still in the league right now, was, I mean, he probably owes his career to Hugh Freeze's offense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and that was, you know, um, I think Evan Ingram might have been a five-star coming out. I mean, like, Hugh can land recruits. I, you get, I mean, it's pretty obvious if we give him time to start, you know, having a whole year to build connections. But, yeah, I think that Fairweather kid, if that tight end coach had anything to grab in him, that's a good sign. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, another guy that uh, made a pretty quick impact on uh, this recruiting class, Jake Thornton, <laughs> offensive line coach. Uh, yes. I mean, to get Stop. five to five guys to re- when we have not, I felt like, gotten offensive linemen, and it feels like forever, or at least a lot of them, and we did. And This is uh, no joke. I don't know the last time we got an offensive tackle, and he got two. <laughs> he got two uh, in like three man. weeks of work. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we just, that's wow. just silly. Uh, and then the fan favorite, our favorite, Cadillac Williams. Uh, at least I'm speaking for myself. My favorite uh, coach on this uh, offensive staff. You can speak for me. I agree. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, but you know, Cadillac. He also, in addition to running backs, got an upgrade. Uh, he's now associate head coach, which I think is very well deserved after what he did for Auburn. And uh, I mean, I think that fits his role super well with with what he's talented to do, and. You look at what Cadillac Williams, you know, the culture, you know, in four weeks, change the culture back to what most Auburn fans are kind of used to. And I think Cadillac Williams can help you and the other coaches who may not understand where Auburn's at and what kind of culture they need. And Cadillac can speak into that, which I think is awesome. We didn't bring it up, but I think it's a cool story. Mike Leach, obviously, it was tragedy. Um, mm-hmm. And our thoughts and prayers are with his family. But there was kind of a cool story where, real real simple thing, right? But Cole Kubrick tweeted after the, the Leach passing and said, 
before the Mississippi State game, which was Cadillac's first game, Mike mm-hmm. Leach walked up to Cole Kublik and said, hey, you, you went to Auburn, right? And Cole said, yeah. And he said, hey, do you mind introducing me to Cadillac? He's got a lot of stuff. He didn't say stuff, but he said he's got a lot of stuff going on this week. Yeah. And I want to make this as as least awkward as possible for him. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool like for Leach to even care about that, right? He's like, hey, for man, real? can you introduce us? Because I don't want to be, you know, he's, Cadillac's dealing with a lot, and I want this to be as, as seamless as possible. So wow, thought that was a pretty cool story. That is pretty cool. And, and I'm sure Cadillac was like, just knowing – how he interacts with people he, he was like dude you're my brother like i'm gonna make you feel as comfortable as possible too like it was kind of one of those reciprocal things even in the chaos of him being the head coach and <laughs> being an assistant coach the week no doubt yeah, but I, no doubt and i think it just shows number one i think leach he was well respected i think there's yeah. been a lot of stories that have come out but number two, I think it shows the respect for Cadillac too. Like yeah. at least to even care about that. I mean, he didn't Absolutely. just walk up and just shake his hands and say, "Hey, good luck." He's like, "Hey, I, like I want this to be done properly," um, and and you know, so yeah, introduce me. Um, I respect Cadillac. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a cool story. Yeah, absolutely. On the defensive side, we've already talked about Ron Roberts. Uh, he is the defensive coordinator. Uh, and then we also have, uh, Jeremy Garrett. He'll be the defensive line coach, which he'll have his hands full, uh, with a lot of young defensive linemen this year. Um, but I've heard some good things about him. So defensive line, you got some, some big names, but we need to really, I feel like defensive line may be kind of a rough spot this year. Um, unless we, we, we make something happen and fill in those gaps potentially and, and maybe this is where, you know, kind of the three, four formation, kind of what I've heard Ron Roberts runs could kind of help fill those gaps. Um, you know, you get some extra guys in, into the box that might not normally be. And uh, that, that could be really cool to see how we kind of, you know, fill that out. Uh, Josh Aldridge, uh, he'll be our linebackers coach. And uh, again, he'll have his hands full um, because, wow. Uh, the linebackers, just think about it. You, know, you had Owen Papo, he's going to the NFL, and there's not a whole lot behind him. I mean, Woodyard it's going to be tough. To, it, Woodyard's going to have to grow up quick. we got to have him. Um, Asante, the guy from North Carolina, if he's still got eligibility, he may have to see the field. I mean, yeah, we're going to have to make do. But I do think with the scheme he runs, I don't – apparently apparently, lineback- apparently, you only need one true linebacker. I don't – I've never studied this guy's scheme. But it's like one true linebacker. I don't know. But at the end of the day, we don't have enough. I mean, Cam Riley is the only guy right now I would say is SEC caliber. Um, yeah, and even Cam Riley had you know some issues, issues this last year. Yeah. He's that's, not, that's expected when he doesn't have that much experience. Yeah. yeah, he's not all SEC. He's just the only one with SEC caliber. Um, I, I, we got to get help, man. I, that to me right now. You have to go get like you need everything, right? I mean, yeah. you still need more O linemen. Yeah, you have to go get linebackers, right? And I think you have to go get another edge rusher, and you have to get some interior help yeah. on the D line. You like not? I won't. It'd be great to get another receiver. It'd be great to land mm-hmm. that Mississippi State running back. That's nice. You have to go get linebackers. You have to. I mean, there's really besides you know Wesley Steiner. 
and Cam Riley. I mean, I, I can't think of anybody who would really truly be maybe Robert Woodyard, like you said, maybe, yeah, but he's, he was Wesley, just a freshman. Like, I don't know if he's, he he's ready. Well, Wesley Steiner, man. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, yeah. You, you got to go get linebackers. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, for our secondary, we actually have two uh, guys. We got Wes Crime Dog McGriff. Uh, he has come back to coach at Auburn. Super excited that uh, he'll be back here. And, uh, of course, Zach Etheridge, who has been a instrumental piece, uh, even under Harson. And, uh, man, I just, you just love to see that Zach Etheridge is still staying on staff. And, uh, man, I, I, it, there's just something good. You know, when, when the secondary was our strength last year, guess who was in charge? Zach Etheridge. And we got him back. Um, and we a- added Wes McGriff. So I think there's a, a lot to be hopeful for with the coaching staff on the defensive side, even with some of our deficiencies. Um, and I think, like you said, I think this is – we got to go in the transfer portal and hit it hard over the next uh, few weeks before the transfer portal closes and uh you know if we can do that i think we can fill those gaps because defense seems to have a lot of gaps Uh, yeah it does all right so let's talk about i know i mentioned transfer portal but there were some some big things you've already mentioned one transfer portal uh landon king removed his name from the transfer portal love to see it but also we had tarvaris dawson remove his name from the transfer portal both at least last year, kind of in the wide receiver position. I, I have a feeling Landon might come back and potentially play tight end. We'll just have to see. But Tarvarish, I, I love that. He was a very talented guy. Didn't get a lot of playing time last year, but we also, you know, wide receivers weren't really the, the best. You know, we weren't using wide receivers, I feel like, the way we should have last year. All right, so... A couple other things, just transfer portal mind, keeping that in mind. What are some of the positions that you think that we should go after in the transfer portal? I think first one comes to mind, linebackers. But what else do you think kind of comes to mind to you that we need to go after? Yeah, I think I I, I didn't realize we were, I didn't, forgot we were going to kind of hit on it here. It's to me, it's linebacker, defensive line. Um, you know, it's nice to get more safeties or uh some safety help db you can't you can't have too much right everywhere uh but there's just some positions you you cannot enter the season the way you are right now yeah and that's linebacker and d-line like if you're like okay if you can only get two positions to me that's it because they've done a decent job with like we need more portal o-line guys i think because some of these o-linemen are high schools we got Mm -hmm. so i would say you know you got to go grab that too but i think you got your. You really could have your two tackles, right? I mean, you got the, you got the JUCO commit, and then you got the Tulsa commit. Mm-hmm. That could kind of be your bookends. That could be your tackles, and you can fill in the interior there. You need to find a center, but I think that that could be done. I think you could even go with, you know, Tate, who is still undersized, but he could get the job done. So, mm-hmm. I guess at the end of the day, the have to, have to, have tos is linebacker D line. Right. And I would even say potentially a third one is some sort of backup quarterback or somebody that could uh, yeah. truly push okay. Robbie Ashford. You, you're right. I, yeah, I'm sorry. We got to have a quarterback too. And not <laughs> that I don't think that Robbie. I mean, I I really think Robbie can develop. Mm-hmm. We can't. If Robbie is what he is this year, we 
can't go through our season with it. No, I we agree. We have to be able to pass better. Yes, absolutely. I don't think that was a problem of Robbie. I think it can be. That pass he threw in the Alabama game, I've probably mentioned it multiple times. When <laughs> yeah. he threw, I had given up on Robbie as mm-hmm. a passer. He threw that pass, and I was like, holy, that, wow. that's like Patrick Mahomes stuff. Like yes. That was a beautiful throw. Yeah, one then comes out after the season. You know, he he was dealing he was with injured. multiple injuries, and you're yeah. like, "Wow, no wonder he wasn't throwing very well." Yeah, right. Like, hey, his shoulder was the, all jacked up. <laughs> his shoulder was jacked up, and and he almost single handedly he threw for three over 300 yards against LSU and almost won us the ball game. So yeah, there were signs he was just inconsistent, mm-hmm. but you can't. Robbie, if you're listening to this, nothing against you. You just you got to go in with a little more solid plan. Mm-hmm. If Robbie, I'm okay with Robbie getting the first look. If he can't get you where you need to be, I'm with you. You got to have another quarterback. Yeah. Well, and you know we had Zach Calzada enter the transfer portal. Pretty, uh, I so I feel like kind of expected. And then T.J. Finley has yet to. He's still on the roster as far as we know, but he's also graduating in the spring. So he probably is is waiting. Yeah. The rumor is he's waiting to graduate to transfer. He can't transfer again. So he's basically Auburn's probably doing him a solid. They're allowing him to stay under scholarship. He's getting his degree and then he's going to transfer. Yeah. Because he can't transfer right now. He's already used his one. He's got to be a grad transfer. Right. And once he he graduates in the spring, you know, in May transfer to a different school, get his, uh, you know, grad transfer. I think you can make that work. So I I think quarterback has to be another one and and you know we've already seen the coaching staff already go after Grayson McCall, Devin Leary, and those were some top guys that were in the transfer portal. Yeah, McCall's and, uh, a weird case. Like they're like it's not a done deal, but it's not that he doesn't want to come to us. Apparently, he called us. Um, his is a eligibility thing. Like we don't offer his major, and you got to yep. be work. There's some rule. They're trying to still pretend like it's amateur. I'm like guys. It, this is silly. Like, just let the – if you're going to let somebody transfer, I don't know. I think it's, it's – all right, I'm all for the education piece of it, but that's been out – that's gone out the window. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to be – you have to be working towards a major is what is the holdup here. And apparently we don't have the major he has. Yeah. So essentially his credits would be worthless. Mm. And so he can't transfer to us. Um, I'm like, that's silly. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm okay if that's the route we're going. But every other aspect of what we're doing right now is not about that at all. Yeah. If you're truly worried about education, you need to promote kids staying at schools to finish, you know, degrees there and whatnot. And out of these, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then you throw in the transfer portal and you're like, well, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't, I don't, it's like part of it still trying to hold on to the traditional way and part of yep. it's letting them do whatever they want to do. And I'm like, yeah. So anyways, whatever. Yeah. Um, we also had a couple other guys uh, jump into the portal. Dazzling Warsham, uh, towards the end of the season, uh, he was uh, re- receiving some of the punts for us. He only caught one pass. He was a wide receiver for us. Um, I don't know how much he'll be missed, but you know, he jumped into it. And there's still, I think, a chance for him to come back, uh, just like what we had mentioned, Tarvaris Dawson and Landon King do. Uh, we also had Keandre Jones. He was an offensive lineman. He was a big one that I, I remember watching multiple games and saying, wow, why hasn't he been playing more? Like, he, he feels like a guy just he's got something to prove and uh, doing a pretty good job. Uh, I think even Cole Kublik, you know, the man, the offensive lineman himself, uh, was very high on him. So yeah, kind of sad to see him go. 
Uh, we also had Joko Willis. Uh, he's uh, in the transfer portal. Uh, if you kind of remember back, one of the biggest things he did uh, was during the LSU game, he took out the kickoff returner. He took him out. Like, he had the biggest hit. It was so amazing. Like, the LSU player went flying in the air. It was so big. So, he'll be missed for that. Um, but, you know, that's just the way things go. There's there's going to be players in the transfer portal. Thankfully, Auburn isn't – I think we're at like 10 players in the transfer portal now since, uh, you know, the the season ended, but you kind of put that in perspective. The teams in the SEC that are at the top right now have 20 to 22 guys in the transfer portal. So 10 doesn't sound so bad anymore. Does it? No, it's not. 10 is not bad with a coaching change. Yeah. Um, as far as NFL draft guys, you know, guys that will be moving on, uh, to the NFL, Derek Hall, Colby Wooden, Owen Papo, Tank Bigsby. So, there, there's some big, big shoes to fill. Those are very well-known names, and I think every single one of those was very much expected. Um, just sad to see, you know, some of those guys go, especially Tank Bigsby. You know, you, you kind of look at how he finished up his career. He was sixth in rushing attempts, seventh in rushing yards, eighth in rushing touchdowns, tenth in rushing yards per game, and eleventh in rushing yards per game or per carry. And I, I was like, wow, like we, we always thought, you know, tank was you know great, but I feel like even with those numbers, I feel like they're kind of partially like I put a huge asterisk next to those because we had did not all three of his years here. We did not have a good offensive line. Nope. So he had to manufacture things. Yep. So I think that just shows he truly is a good running back, even though, those numbers aren't the top of the top. Like I feel like most people would expect, but Hey, he's out there and uh, he's going to be picked up by some NFL team that is absolutely going to love him. Yeah. We wasted him. Yeah. Kind of sad, right? Kudos like, to him for staying with us. Cause I don't know that I would, <laughs> but it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That was all Cadillac there. I think. Yeah. Um, and then Owen Papo. Um, I, see, this is a weird one with Owen. Like, he came in, I think he was, like, a top five ever recruit for Auburn football. And I feel like he never lived up to it, which is sad. Nope, he did not. Yeah, that's why you got to get a, that's why you got to go get, you know, top, you got to go get five stars every year, right? That's what mm-hmm. Damon and them do, because yep. they don't all pan out. No, it's so true. And, and I was looking at back at Auburn's, you know, top recruits, and some of those didn't pan out, or they would stay for a year and then transfer and you're like yep. wow okay <laughs> i think byron cowart is yeah. maybe our top one of all time and all time yep went up going to maryland i mean he transferred out because he didn't didn't make it here so you, you got to get a bunch man it, there's no <clears throat> there's no guarantees you just stockpile talent some of them if you stockpile talent some of them are gonna work exactly all right jared any other final thoughts about our coaching staff and uh you know some of the players on auburn's uh team either getting out of the portal or jumping in any any other final thoughts before we get out of here no man i think we pretty much covered it yeah super i'm looking forward to seeing especially in the spring when spring ball starts kicking back up a lot of these uh you know new players getting you know getting their feet wet because there are a good number of them coming in january which is always really exciting Uh, some of these players getting essentially kind of an extra you know five six months of 
practice at the college level playing with competition that is probably way better than they've ever faced yeah so, uh, without a doubt uh, looking forward to that all right jared how can people stay in touch with you you can find me on facebook under my name jared davis and uh, you can find me on twitter at a j a y j a y underscore it's always great to be an auburn tiger and war eagle war eagle Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.